what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. We'll try not to like too much talk over each other, but again, we are girls and we are Do you disagree? And I was like, <laughs> okay, you know, moving on, moving on. Like, ah, well, make it bother. <laughs> like, a little It's like a cracked out T-bird, some grease. Yeah. You know, yeah. she's got that black hair. Welcome back to Chick Chat, everybody. It is summertime. We are, we're in the thick of it. I, I don't know where you are, but I hope that uh, the weather is nice and you've been enjoying your summer as well. Jeanette, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fine. How is your summer? I haven't talked to you. Summer's going okay. I mean, I've got some downtime, which is good. Yeah. Summer's a whole new ballgame when you're an adult. I mean, it's so we're in the my daughter's old enough to start driver's ed. Same. So <laughs> that's like my July is just packed with things as if it's not every other month, but you know, camps and driver's ed and her she's now in that well. I'd like to be at least be able to get behind the wheel of a car before. <laughs> I have to actually yes. get in a car to drive it. So I've kind of passed that off. I I know I cannot do it. <laughs> so I, I, hear I you. will not be the one who's teaching you. I'm happy to ride and sleep in the back seat while everybody else has it going on. But yeah, but it, we've been enjoying some downtime, but still mixed in with some of our regular activities on the soccer yes. field. And But it's also being able to play in little getaways so it's no complaints excellent excellent good um we're in the same same boat we are um staying staying busy enough my kids tend to forget that I don't necessarily have a summer break as an adult <laughs> with the job right. and stuff. Yeah, you know, we don't get three months vacations. So. Exactly. They kind of wake up and are like, well, what are we going to do now? And I'm like, um, I'm answering emails. <laughs> like, My favorite question is, what did you make for breakfast? Like, um, <laughs> I made nothing. <laughs> the, <laughs> the same thing I make when you go to school in the morning. Right. It's, you're making it. <laughs> That's how this no, and then what's for lunch? Like, listen, this is not like mom this is, is just, not, I don't take it. Right. I don't get lunch at noon every day, right. every single day for 30 minutes. You know what I mean? Like I might have a call. I have something yep. else. Figure yep. it out. And then yep, it's, I know. You know, the, it's, there's nothing in the house. I enjoy school time because I hear less of, there's nothing here to eat. <laughs> that I do during the summer when I've, just literally gone to the grocery store and you were with me while we were there getting the food. I am so glad I'm not the only one. Like I hear um, there's nothing to eat. There's nothing to do. <laughs> when, when are we going? Um, you know, I hear these things like in my nightmares, right? Like they're just playing constantly over and over and over in my head. And I mean, I get it, you know, because we're at that really weird stage where, because your oldest and my oldest are like, what, like they're like a week apart or something, aren't they? Like age-wise? Not far, yeah, far apart. Yeah, they're really close in age. And so they're right on that edge of like, 
They can't drive on their own. They can't go somewhere on their own. They can't do that. But yet they're old enough to not like have to be babysitting everywhere. You know, I mean, they're in mine is at the stage, like she's wanting to go out with friends and they're wanting to go do this and then go do this. And while that's great. And I'm glad she's having these activities coming up. It still involves me. Like she forgets right. that. You there. <laughs> still yeah. forgets, you know, Oh, so, so-and-so and I, we're going to go and do this tomorrow. Does that sound good? And I'm like, how you, how you getting there? Well, can you take us? You know, I'm like. They've already made the plan. We're just being filled in of where we have to take them at what right. time. And how much money they need for it. You right. Know, <laughs> By the way, I need money. Like, yes. okay. <laughs> yes. This was in my plans. And we like joined this sort of athletic club thing out here so they have a pool and they have the gym and then they have like basketball and tennis and all these different things and so the that's been really cool but oh hey by the way how about let's just put a big wrench in everything where the week that school gets out my youngest daughter breaks her wrist and is in a cast oh, no. <laughs> Anyway, luckily, not a major injury. She's just um, in the softball's out for the summer, right? Do what? She plays softball, right? She does. She was in the middle of her season. Um, So she's kind of done for now with that. She broke it during dance rehearsals, actually. Um, The week of recital, nonetheless. And she broke it on a Monday had her doctor's appointment on Thursday. They put the cast on that day and then she full out performed on Saturday. Look at her go. Because she's so determined. Um she was she was anxious about it, wanting to do it. Um but it was a very minor injury and in fact the doctor kind of hinted to me that this injury um Back in our day, if you will, our moms probably would have said, go put some ice on it and, and <laughs> elevate it. You know, right. like. And you're just walking around with a bump on your wrist for a few months, not figuring out why. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Like it's a little sore if you a play. Head <laughs> right. And you, your mom pulled out the ace bandage that they have in the drawer, you know, and you wrap it up like it's cool or something, but you can still do everything. That's kind of the injury that she had. But these days, you know, they slap a cast on it for three weeks. So because that's what these kids like my daughter, I, I had a conversation with her and her friend as we were driving to soccer um, and they were just talking about what they're doing over the summer. And she tells her friend, like, yeah, my mom's childhood was dangerous. I'm like, what do you mean my childhood was dangerous? She goes, I mean, you had these accidents where you would break things or you almost did this. And I was like, it's because we played outside because like, we were doing I had outside injuries. I didn't stay in the house on my phone. Like That's you guys right. are not going to get injured. I mean, you might get a little carpal tunnel, but... a little, little pre arthritis or right, something. like whatever. <laughs> but yes, I probably had at least three concussions and probably didn't even know about it. Yep. Probably broke yep. a bone or two that I didn't know about. Came out with some bloody knees every once in a while, you know. Things happen. I got burned on the slide with the rollers and got my finger caught in there. Probably almost amputated my finger, but I survived. I'm like, it was was dangerous. 
right? Like I didn't have 75, as I probably should have had more sunscreen on, but I didn't. <laughs> like I didn't wear a helmet. So if that's what you're calling dangerous, I guess so. She's like, you sure walk not. everywhere. Like you could walk down the street to your friend's house or ride the bike to your friend's house. Like, I mean, yeah. 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 And it was awesome. <laughs> My parents had no idea how to get in touch with me. They couldn't locate me. They just had to trust that I was where I said I was going or call my friends' parents and be like, is she there? I'm like, well, they were here, but they're out now. Like, nobody's yeah. where anybody is. So I know. I, well, it was just, you know, and I've, uh, my husband and I have tried to really find that balance because we both grew up like that too, right? We had that same, I mean, we're, we're like the same age. We have that same um, childhood and we loved it and it was great. And so we've tried to find that balance. So, you know, I'm actually like, I'm the list mom, like, you know, the kids wake up and they actually have like a little list of the day. Um, we started it during COVID actually, because for a while there, there was like no school, um, because they didn't know how to set up online school yet. You know? So, I mean, there was like a month and a half or something that my kids didn't have Jack going on. Right. And it was really weird. And so I sort of started this, okay, you're going to, um, you know, you fix your meals yourself because we're still working. Um, you need to go outside and do either basketball, hit into the net for softball, or do uh, go ride your scooter here or whatever. And then, um, you know, then I need you to have this chore done. And so it was kind of like a little checklist of things, but not everything was like a chore. It was like, you need to be outside at some point for this. And yeah. you need to talk, take the dog on X number of walks or whatever. And my kids actually really liked it. Um, and so they kind of asked if I would do that again for the summer. And so we're getting a chore done a day. They're having designated, like not I don't like block off a time that they have to go out, but like, I want them outside at some point, then they can have like inside where if they, you know, whatever they've asked, you know, at one point they asked if I could take them to go get some string to do more friendship bracelets and stuff like that. All that stuff's awesome. So we've tried, but yet at the same time, it's like, okay, so we have a park that across the street from us and they give them the park a lot, which is good. And all. But it's like, they're getting ready to leave. And I mean, I feel like I stand there for five minutes asking them questions, you know, like, do you have your phone with you? Do you have this? If you need this, do you have it? And do you know which direction are you going? When you turn that direction, are you going to go this way or that way? <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, well, all right. Relax, the world may relax. not be dangerous. I, I think we probably grew up in a dangerous world. We were just less aware of it. Yeah. But knowing the dangers that are out there now, because it's in our face all the time, I'm the same way. Like, yeah, you probably would not, even if you could walk to school, unless it was across the street and I could see you the entire way, you're probably not walking to school, you're probably not yeah. riding your bike to your friend's house. Um, the things that I grew up with, unfortunately, just knowing, like, I think about it now and I'm like, eh, I, I mean, yeah, I guess I kind of was <laughs> what, a little what, bit of a scary what situation. Mom thinking? Yeah. Right? But I'm not really a helicopter mom, but it's to the point where yeah. I'm like, no, I'll drive you or I have to know who's yeah. picking you up. And if yeah. you're spending the night at a friend's house, I need to know who else is in the house. Um, do I know them? Do I, you know what I mean? Like right. Absolutely. overprotective, I would say I'm, I'm very overprotective. And 
yes, you could go bike riding on a bike trail with an adult. Like, right. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, she's, I think from her perspective, yeah, I grew up in a, I had a dangerous childhood. Yeah. Yeah. That we were just not as informed and I'm thankful for that, that I didn't have all the social media and everything growing up and, um, yeah middle school and high school and all that stuff. Because yeah, my, I think my experience was probably, I, I wouldn't say more genuine, but just you actually had to call and ask for people on the phone if you went to talk to them. So you had to know. talk to people. My parents knew what time I was on the phone and there were a certain time with that. You can't call our house past 10. <laughs> you can't be on the phone past 10. You know what I mean? Like let's be respectful of people's households and and if yeah. you had to use the phone and other people had to use the phone, well, there goes that conversation. You know, like, <laughs> I got to call you back. Because there's only one phone number for the entire house. So. <laughs> I know. It's it's so funny to think about. And I'll tell you, it's it's funny because you and I did not talk before this. Um, and I was kind of pulling together some things that I wanted to talk about based on some things I'd heard recently. And, you know, it's funny that we started off on this conversation because it ties in a lot the theme of today's show, if you will. Um, this is this is very chick check 90s edition. Oh, I love it already. Yes, I know. I know. And at first I was like, ooh, I don't know if I have enough to do this. And then I just kept going and I'm like, oh my gosh, stop. You gotta you only got an hour <laughs> show. Like stop. What are you doing? But um yeah my daughter my oldest daughter like loves 80s and 90s. She loves it. She thinks it's cool. She's got Breakfast Club and Pretty in Pink posters in her bedroom. She's got a Friends poster in there. She she loves those movies. She loves those old TV shows and stuff. And she's always looking through my old stuff, like to just ask me questions and do things. And it's funny, you know. And so at the end of school, they got their yearbooks. And this was, of course, my daughter's freshman year, her first high school yearbook. And, you know, high school yearbooks are thick, like they become big, like a big change, right? From what they were used to. She was just like, oh my gosh, it's so big. And like, look at this and look at that. And so she wanted to go because there were kids signing. <laughs> okay. This is funny. She was, there were kids signing her yearbook. And when she brought it home and we were looking through it, she was just like, oh my gosh, you won't believe what so-and-so wrote in my yearbook, or you won't believe what so-and-so wrote in my yearbook. And then she's like, oh, but there's a couple that I probably need to white out because some of these kids like wrote some really dumb and inappropriate stuff. And I'm like, I get it. It's fine. I was like, mine are like the same way, right? There was always those dummies that just had to write something stupid in there because they never think they're going to see you again. Well, she immediately goes and gets my yearbooks. And is like reading the comments that people wrote on their autograph pages and stuff. And oh my gosh, just what a laugh. I don't know if your kids are doing it, but have you seen like people writing hags in there? Like have a good summer hags. <laughs> so dumb. I, you know, my daughter got here your book and she showed me a few things, but I haven't sat down and looked through it. It's, it's big. So she goes, yeah. um, it's a thick, it's a thicker <laughs> yearbook. And I'm like, okay, so she showed me like the pages where she was and all yeah. that, but I haven't sat down yet to look through it, but she showed me like her friends are signing it. A lot of kids just sign it like their, yeah. their name, 
which I was like, oh, they didn't write anything. And she's, so she did the same thing. She looked at my yearbook and I was like, bracing myself. Like, oh my gosh, I didn't in there. Like, I know. I remember the time between 16 and 18. I um, know. And as she's reading it, I'm like, oh gosh, what's on there? Like, and it was like, there were stupid comments on there that was like, there was one guy that wrote on there something about, don't worry, I'll never tell. And Charlotte was like, tell what, mom? And I'm like, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't remember. <laughs> but I mean, like, I don't know why that was in there. And the funniest thing, she was reading these people's signatures and she couldn't read them because they were all in cursive. Yeah. She was like, what does that say? And I look at it and I'm like, oh, it's that's John Smith. And she's like, how, how do you get that out of that? And I'm like, because I can read cursive. Like, we know cursive. Like, and we know how to I write saw, a letter. Right. <laughs> this is really, we have actual signatures, not just digital signatures. It's just so funny. You know, like, oh, man. And so it was just fun. It's been fun to like have her enjoy the 80s and 90s and me be able to kind of actually tell her stuff about it, right? And yeah. have lived it and understand it and and can laugh about it now, I guess. But um, yeah, so I thought about this topic because I was like, you know, I've been watching the news lately. Like there's, you know, there's a whole bunch of dumb stuff going on. There's people going to prison that need to go to prison. Congratulations. There's Supreme court stuff going on, which we won't get into because we don't talk about that on this show, but everybody knows what we're talking about. I don't want to talk about it. Then there's, there's, um, you know, John Depp one, we, we did foresee that or planned to see that, you know, and, and I was um, not fooled into thinking he had scissors for hands. Uh, <laughs> Thank goodness. I was going to address that today and make sure you understood that. He does not really have scissors for hands. Um, yeah, you know, like there's those things. Um, we saw, you see, yesterday, um, Travis Barker was admitted to the hospital for pan pancreatitis, you know, and of course. I had no idea that's what it was. Yes, that's what it was, pancreatitis. They, uh, you know, it was a big spiel about it and stuff. So, everything's okay. It's fine. Um, but you know, I was like, we need a little bit more of what we're good at, which is talking about entertainment, happy, good memories. And something popped up on one of my notifications and I was like, holy cow, this is exactly what I've been waiting for. So the news is, is that one of our favorite 90s comedy actresses is coming out of retirement. Cameron Diaz is set to come out of retirement for a new movie with Jamie Foxx. Wow. Cameron Diaz is set to star alongside Jamie Foxx in a new Netflix original film, officially ending her retirement. Um, Foxx teased the new film called Back in Action. Uh, he actually recorded a telephone call between him, Cameron Diaz, and Tom Brady. Tom Brady? <laughs> Tom Brady's not in the movie. Let me just be clear about this. But Jamie Foxx did this as a probably brilliant marketing plan. Calling Tom three-way in with Cameron and then had Tom explain how to retire and unretire. <laughs> 
to Cameron Diaz, which I thought was hilarious. That's that is hilarious. And now I have to listen to it. Yes. So we don't know much about the movie other than um, it is action comedy directed, produced and written by Seth Gordon. He's the director behind Horrible Bosses. And um, Netflix says that the premise of the film is going to remain under wraps and that production will begin later this year. Diaz last appeared in the 2014 remake of Annie in which Jamie Foxx also starred. And they have previously shared roles um, in any given Sunday back in 99. Oh, I didn't realize she was in that. Yeah. And so I didn't realize that the remake of Annie was 2014 and that that was her last thing she had done. Yeah. That seems like forever. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm here for it. Go Cameron. Totally here for it. I think it's awesome. Um, now, if we can just get another Charlie's Angels with that. You know, I, I was thinking back and it just made me think about like what all Cameron Diaz had been in and the roles that I loved her in and stuff. And I was thinking through because this got me thinking about some 90s movies that maybe I need to show my daughter, my oldest daughter. Because um, I kind of feel like Cameron Diaz movies are maybe just that like older daughter, not the younger daughter. Um, viewing they tend to be at least I don't know Um, of course there's something about Mary that she was kind of famously known for Um, uh, what happens in Vegas all Charlie's Angels movies the other woman the mask Um, oh one of my favorites the holiday Mm, that's um, a good one where she's with Kate Winslet and Jack Black and um, and then my best friend's wedding. Yeah, she plays the girl in the new wedding. Well, she's she younger like, Cameron, right? That is younger Cameron. Yeah, that was a uh, ninety-seven. Um, in her shoes, uh, she was in all the Shrek movies, of course, as the princess. Yeah, she's the so voice you know. of it. Yeah. Um, one of my favorites is Night and Day with Tom Cruise. Night and Day with Tom Cruise. Yes. Both she and Tom were pretty funny in that movie. She was also in Vanilla Sky with Tom Cruise. Oh. Any Given Sunday, as we talked about. Yeah. She was in 90. uh, Any Given Sunday was in 99, which is where she was with Jamie Foxx as well. Um, The Heartbreak Kid, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. I mean, she's. She's done more than I realized. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's not forget her most important role as Nicole Richie's sister-in-law. <laughs> as we all know, and you know, she has been out. She's been a, um, she's in Mom now. Yeah. Uh, married We've to Benji Madden. It, I don't think we have. And was it a surrogate? I don't know. I don't remember. But she's married to Benji Madden, which I've always thought was super weird from Good Charlotte. Why? I think because he's younger, younger, not that that's a bad thing. It's just, I saw them on such a totally different like level. Like I saw Benji Madden as this like weird emo kid Mm -hmm. who, you know, I don't know. And like, she always kind of was the pretty little blonde girl, right. In movies or something. And so I don't know. It just, that, that pairing always seemed weird to me. 
I mean, they've stood the test of time. They're still married and everything's great. They got a kid, whatever. But it's just always kind of weird to me. But anyway, Cameron's coming back. So, um, looking forward to that. I think that's yeah, going to be fun. Yeah. So, from that, I stumbled upon some more famous duos that are coming back into our lives of some things that we need to be excited about. More 90s stuff coming back to us. Okay. George Clooney and Julia Roberts are going to reunite in a rom-com uh, coming up soon called Ticket to Paradise. And the trailer was just released. Cannot wait. Can't wait. Love these two together. Yes. More than 20 years after their first starring opposite of each other on the big screen, Julia Roberts and George Clooney are re reuniting at the movies again. They played bitter ex-spouses heading to their daughter's destination wedding in the movie Ticket to Paradise. The trailer just came out uh, this week. Uh, I've watched it. Uh, the trailer, of course, looks fantastic. Julia and George both look amazing. Um, I love George Clooney in a comedy. Yes. Like, I know he can do serious as well, but like, I love him in a comedy. I think he's hilarious. I think his delivery is fantastic. I've always loved him in that. And then how can you not have Julia Roberts in a rom-com? Like that is just, she is. She was. That's what she does best. And occasionally she'll do this little serious thing, but we get it. But come on I, back and give us the I know. It's like Sandra Bullock. We're, we're bringing back the ocean family, right? Like this yes. is, they were played married a couple that was, you know, Ocean's Eleven and all that. I, I love it. I can't wait. Um, you know, we're looking back on some of her 90s hits, obviously, uh, Pretty Woman, My Best Friend's Wedding, which we just talked about, Mystic Pizza, one of my favorite movies, yes. Notting Hill. Those are all of her rom-com type of things, not to mention so many more. Um, but the rumor is, is that she had somebody had asked her why it had been so long since she had done a rom-com. And she said, you know, that if she would have read a script that was as awesome as something like Notting Hill or my best friend's wedding, I would have been it. She's like, and so this one came along and that just tells you how good it's going to be. She's like, but when she was reading it, she told them, oh, this is fantastic, but it's not going to work unless you have George Clooney play what? the opposite. And then they had already given the script to George Clooney. And he said, I can't do it unless Julia is the other person. Stop and neither it. one of them knew it. And so they both worked out that they made it happen. So I think that's awesome. They're like besties. They are. Like they're movie besties. <laughs> so that's pretty exciting. I think that's going to be uh, a, a, a fun movie to watch. It is going to be like a theater's only um type release so we'll see when that comes out um coming up next in our best friends go back to the movies together i guess topic ben affleck and matt damon are spotted what? on their upcoming movie that is not quite fully in the workshop but it started it has started and it's an upcoming film starring Ben and Matt about Nike's journey to their blockbuster deal with Michael Jordan. What? 
Yeah, so it's a Nike movie, which I can get behind that. I can get behind anything about Michael Jordan. And I 100% can get behind anything that Matt and Ben are going to share the screen on. I did yeah. not know they were teaming up again. I'm excited now. I know. Uh, yeah, there was a photo released of them. Um, Matt Damon is 51. Did you realize that? No. I know. I'm still ben a Matt Damon. Ben Affleck's 49. Um, but there was a picture younger. of them walking, and um, they are both writing, producing, and starring in the sports drama, which is being produced by Amazon Studios and Skydance Sports, about Nike's journey to inking its blockbuster deal with Michael Jordan. Of course they're writing, producing it. What else do they do? It's when they gonna be, It's going to be fantastic. Yes. It's amazing. I can't wait. Um, it says that Ben Affleck is playing Nike co-founder Phil Knight and is directing the film with Damon, who is playing former Nike executive Sonny Vaccaro, who helped in the third-ranked shoe company land its massive deal with the NBA superstar in the 80s. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. I know. I mean, it's just, it's exciting. I don't know. It's a sports movie with Matt and Ben. Like, I don't know how much better that's getting. Um, of course, I'm a little partial to it out here because, you know, like, I live on the Oregon border. And, I mean, everything in Oregon sponsored by Phil Knight. Like, I mean, there's <laughs> night stuff everywhere, right? Like, Nike's right down the street from us. Um, so that's pretty cool. But I'm sure that'll be, ooh, maybe they'll do some big to-do of it here. That would be exciting. Maybe I need to. Well. Maybe I need to go be an extra or make myself known somehow. Start walking by like I'm available. Where are your Nike? <laughs> I'm here. I'm going to, my husband is going to Jordan's and shoes and stuff. So maybe we can like. There you go. Figure something out. I don't know. Now that's exciting. So we'll be on the lookout for that. No date or anything to that. Um, and then I was seeing some of, when I was like looking at some of these, I was looking at other movies that are planning to come out. I don't know when all those movies, I know the George and Julia ones fairly soon going to be coming out because the trailer's already out, but obviously the Nike one is going to be for a while, but, um, coming out later this year, some of them we have dates on, but, um, there's a Sesame Street movie coming out it's got comedian um Bo Burnham Chance the Rapper and Anne Hathaway okay I, I, I don't know I, okay it's a feature link adventure on everyone's favorite avenue I mean is this like the Muppet movies kind of I don't or are we know. just sitting on Sesame Street are we not traveling into space are we not going to New York, are we just on Sesame Street? And then there, I feel like this is going to be an extended version of Sesame Street where people are just going to be coming out on the stoop <laughs> every now and then. Oh, Anne Hathaway shows up. Or Anne Hathaway, then Chance the Rapper. Like, <laughs> oh, look yeah. who else is on Sesame Street. Like, I feel like it's just going to be that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm not. Intrigued. I could be wrong. I didn't even I'm know it was intrigued. a thing. So let, I mean, let's give it a go. I mean, what whatever, <laughs> whatever you got to do, Hollywood. <laughs> um, there's a Hocus Pocus two coming out. Yes. 
Can you get behind that or not? I can. Yeah. They're witches. So (laughs) I knew they were gone forever. (laughs) Yeah, I understand. I get that. Um, I'm just, I'm I'm anxious to hear what the storyline would be, how they're going to play that. Who's going to be in it? As long as it's the same three witches. I mean, it has to be. It it would have to be in order for this to actually work, right? I mean, I don't, I don't want know. just oh, here's a new. I don't want a reboot of Hocus Pocus with new cast. Right, agreed. So there's no date on that either, but that is going to happen supposedly. Um, also, I think uh, exciting kind of reboot um, is the uh, new version of Pinocchio where Tom Hanks will be playing uh, the voice of Jepo and Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Emily Cricket. Okay. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. That's a name you haven't heard in a while. I know. I know. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't, have you been in the movies lately? No. No? I've not been Wait. near a movie theater. No. Stop it. No. So you no. haven't seen Top Gun? No. Jeanette. <laughs> what are we even doing here? Look. My whole show is ruined now. And I don't get it. I will see. I'm going to see it. I'm a Top Gun fan. Okay, I... not, obviously not. Look. Movie theaters are a weird thing for me now. <laughs> I... You get assigned seating and you can wipe it all down when you get in there. I mean, it's not just that, I think. I don't know. But I hear that I have to see it on the big screen. 100%. Okay. I honestly, like, after I saw it, I, my kids, like, love the first Top Gun, too, as, I mean, clearly so do I. But, um, and Wes. But when we we're going to see it. Like I even at one point, like even question, like, mm, do I really, do I need to like rush to the theater to go see this, you know, right. when this is happening or whatever, how long before it comes out on an HBO max or. That's kind of what I was waiting for. Right. That's what I thought, you know, and everywhere that I was reading or saw all these people on articles and stuff were like, you've got to see it in the theater not only because of like the effects and stuff, but otherwise this movie is going to be huge and it's going to be a long time before we get it on TV because they're just going to be able to capitalize on the money and they're right. Like their, their sales are ridiculous. The dollars they're bringing in, but I, I highly encourage you to maybe sanitize and go see. Yeah, I can. Okay. I can, do, I may, I may do it. So See, it may be a solo trip because I, I might be able to convince my husband to go, but it's so good. It's, I mean, it's just, if you, if you like the first top gun, which I know you do, yeah. if you like it, if you enjoy it, if you understand it, you know, and can get past some of the like cheesiness of a, of a movie like top gun. Right. Yeah. Um, then this movie is just a nice, it's a nice, like, warm hug. It's just, it's just a blanket of of Top Gun love. Okay. So, 
Yeah. I'll give it some consideration of seeing it in the theater. There's there's a new guy um, in there in the movie, um, and his call sign is Bob. Mm-hmm. Just Bob. And he's played by Lewis Pullman, who is son of Bill Pullman. Famous really? 90s actor. Yes. Okay. Um, he was in, you know, I kind of think of him from Independence Day and mm-hmm. Sleepless in Seattle. And um, he played when the, the husband on uh, uh, what's the movie? The Girls Baseball League. Oh. Um, League of Their Own. League of Their Own, yeah. Yeah. He played the husband in that. Anything. So his son is one of the pilots. Um, in the movie. So I thought that was cool. Tying okay. it back to the 90s. So I take it if you haven't seen Top Gun, you haven't seen Elvis or Lightyear. No. So Lightyear is going to be one of those funny ones because my son is not quite old enough to take a take to the movie theater. Right. And he would enjoy it because he likes all things like planes, anything. Yeah, like sure. He would be a big fan of Top Gun, but no, not taking him. <laughs> right, you really wouldn't um, get it. <laughs> really wouldn't get it. Um, and my teenager is probably not going to go see Lightyear with me. Right, right. definitely not going to go see it with me. I think and I would wait on Lightyear without kids at a kids movie if I go to yes. see it. Yes, I think so. you can wait on Lightyear. It actually yeah. has not gotten great reviews. Um, now Elvis is the new one out, and Tom Hanks is in that one as well. Um, yeah, plays Tom hours. Parker, you know, and that's a Baz Luhrmann um, movie, which I love, like Moulin Rouge and that and stuff. So I'm anxious to see Elvis. I haven't seen it yet, um, but I'm anxious to see that. Um, my kids have also watched. Um, do you guys watch uh, Stranger Things? My daughter is obsessed. I've seen season one. I haven't been able okay. to get to the other seasons. Okay, so. We watch Stranger Things um, and anxiously awaiting the second part of the current season to come out. Wait, you but, you already know, watched the rest of the other season, the, the newest season, all of it? Well, it's part two. Okay. Um, so it's it's got a part one and a part two okay. of the newest season, which is season four, I believe. Uh-huh. And... Um, yeah, we have to watch it fairly quickly because Charlotte has no cooth and will tell us everything <laughs> because she'll watch it on her own or whatnot. And yeah. she has to watch it quickly because all of her friends are watching it quickly and they talk about it like they binge it, you know? Um, yeah. And so she doesn't stretch it out. She's not she's not got that control yet. Um, so I watch it quickly so that I can discuss with her. And we watch some of the episodes together and stuff, just kind of depending on schedule or whatnot, but Mm -hmm. they, this season, they did a part one and a part two and part two comes out like tomorrow or something. And Mm -hmm. so we're waiting on that now, but my tie into our nineties extravaganza is that one of the girls in the show, um, who happens to be one of my favorite characters is actually, um, Maya Hawk, who is the daughter of Ethan Hawk and Uma Thurman. And I love her. She's fantastic. She started doing some of the night, uh, late night talk show 
circuits and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so you can see some of her interviews and she's just lovely. Like she's really well-spoken and very um, professional, but on the show, she's so good. And um, it's great. She's doing great. And clearly like you can see both of her parents and her hundred percent. So I did love me some Ethan Hawke back in the day. Yes. I like them together. They were one of those odd couples that you're like, I don't know how that happened, but I'm, I'm yeah. okay with it. It works. I'm not sure how you came about, but yeah. Okay. Um, but I loved Ethan Hogg, man. He was some, there was always something like very normal about him, I felt yeah. like, um, which I liked. So anyway, um, great. So moving on. I don't know if this was something that you watched when you were younger, but I did pretty religiously with my family. We were a Quantum Leap family. Yeah. Did you watch Quantum Leap? And I still watch Quantum Leap. Oh my God, me too. I actually have it set to record. And I watch Quantum Leap. Yes. It comes on. Oh wait, now my. This podcast is sponsored by Jackson Creative a custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation. To learn more, visit thejacksoncreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story. An ad popped up on my screen. Forgive me. Um, But yes, Quantum Leap, I still set it to record because it plays on some like weird... Channel. Weird. I don't know if it's like VTV or whatever it is, but it's on some weird channel. It is. And so I have it set to record. I go back and I watch some of the old episodes just for fun sometimes. Right. So I loved that show, you know, and my favorite part was always about where Dr. Beckett at the end of the episode would hop into what you were going to see next week. Right. right? Yeah. And it's like, that was the big buildup was like, oh my gosh, he just hopped into a woman's body. And those were always the funniest ones, right? Like, you know, and yeah. he was going to have to be a woman and he'd look in the mirror and say, Oh boy. Right. <laughs> um, so quantum leap is coming back. They're doing oh, wow. a reboot. Yes. It's a reboot of the classic sci-fi series, um, which as we just said, starred Scott Bakula. Um, it ran from 89 to 93. And on September 19th, on NBC, they're going to have this new new show, and it's going to take place nearly 30 years after Dr. Beckett stepped into the Quantum Leap Accelerator and vanished. Um, it's starring Raymond Lee as uh, physicist Ben Song, who, according to NBC, has been assembled to restart the project in hope of understanding the mysteries behind the machine and the man who created it. Everything changes, however, when Ben makes an unauthorized leap into the past, leaving a team behind to solve the mystery of why he did it. Um, at Ben's side throughout his leaps is Addison, who is a, uh, a form of a hologram that only Ben can see and hear. She's a decorated army veteran who brings level-headed precision precision to her job. It is yet to be determined if Scott Bakula will be involved in the project. 
However, it does promise the appearance of a legendary actor playing a role that originated on the original Quantum Leap. That is, Ernie Hudson is going to be playing Herbert, Herbert Magic Williams, uh, the highly confidential operation uh, whose no-nonsense career military man has to answer to his bosses as to uh, who won't be happy once they learn about the breach of protocol. Ernie Hudson was, of course, in Ghostbusters, um, you know, and it says it also stars Nanrisa Lee and Mason Alexander Park. But it will premiere September 19th at 10 o'clock on NBC. I might give that a try. Like, I think I will as well. Quantum Leap was one of those shows where I felt like I learned about history. <laughs> <laughs> because Me too. he was always doing something historic like when his leaps weren't just generic leaps they were always somebody who was tied to like the civil rights march or who was tied yes. to the women's movement or something JFK. that jfk things that could change history it was always something yep. historical i'm hoping yes. it stays in that same vein of me it's too we know about but from a different perspective me too i think I think, I mean, I'm absolutely going to at least like set it to record, <laughs> you know, and give it a shot. At least so, one episode. Yeah, totally. Um, but I always just love the concept, right? Because, you know, we see a lot of time traveler stuff um, over the years and, you know, there's always that whole, you can't, you're not, you know, time travelers, we're not supposed to change something because it affects so many things. It's just. Mm -hmm. They maybe were learning more about something, but that wasn't the case with Sam Beckett. Like he changed things <laughs> in he order for someone. Right. You know, there was one I saw recently that, I mean, I just, it, it was just interesting. I mean, he was changing where somebody was standing when a bomb was going to go off when he was like overseas in a war. And he had to change where somebody was standing because if that person dies, it wasn't that person's life that he was supposed to change. It was like three generations from now, that person's great, great grandson or something was going to invent whatever it was. I can't remember, but it was, yeah. it wasn't just that scenario that he was trying to change. He wasn't trying to just save that one person's life. It was, Al, the guy on, you know, on the, on the hologram could tell him like, oh no, like you've got to do this because so-and-so is going to change the world in 20 years. Mm -hmm. And I love that stuff. I loved it. And I really, like you said, it was historical based. Most of the time there was something tied into it. I loved, I thought it was magical that he would look in the mirror and see somebody else's face. You know, I mean, this was in the late 80s, right? Like, that was all crazy stuff to me. So, I'm very excited about it. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be exciting. So, I'll give it a shot. Yeah, Whatever. absolutely. Um, so, you know how stations will put in an order for a pilot or mm -hmm. a, um, a, ser a new series or something. They'll get the green light, right? And they just order yeah. the pilot and then they see how it does, right? So yeah. here's a couple of pilots that have been ordered. Um, who's the boss reboot? Yes. Starring. Is involved. 
Tony Danza and Alyssa Milano. Yes. Right? Yes. That surprised their roles as Tony and Samantha Mazzelli in Who's the Boss sequel series for Amazon Freebie. What's that? I don't know what that is, but I guess I'm going to have to figure it out. It has the word free in it, so I'm assuming we can still watch it. It says that the series will feature retired Tony and single mom Samantha living together in the same house from the original series, which what? aired for eight seasons on ABC. So where's Angela? I don't know. Maybe I Judith mean, doesn't like, like the idea. So he just got the house? <laughs> like, but maybe she died. Oh, that's sad. That's very sad. It, it is sad, but maybe that's what they had to do for television. Is, is the brother going to live above the, not the brother, well, I guess kind of stepbrother. Going to live above the garage? Where Mona did. <laughs> yeah. God, I love Mona that show. Did. I'll totally give that one a, a try. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely going to watch 100%. that one. 100%. Um, let's see what else here we've got coming our way. Oh, there's been a pilot ordered for the remake of Life Goes On. Did you okay. watch that? With I did Corky? watch that. Yes. That was, that was also a very family educational one. Like we watched it as a family and mm -hmm. talked about things and learned about things, right? NBC has ordered a Life Goes On sequel. In the works, starring Kelly Martin, who was in oh, it good. before. Yeah. yeah. And the new show will revisit a grown-up Becca Thatcher, now an accomplished doctor, and her extended family as she returns to her hometown. So, you know, sort of like... So she really did go and get a job at, at ER. Right, like Doc but Hollywood or something. And then she she's like... Yeah. Comes back through. Doesn't her, die. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Doc Hollywood. Yes. I love Doc Hollywood. Yes. Michael J. Fox. That was a great movie. Um, so, yeah, so we'll keep a lookout for Life Goes On. That was probably one of my mom's favorite shows. I, I always remember that. I still, um, it was one of my favorite themes. I mean, that had a ton of favorite theme songs from then, but no, I, that was. Once you started mentioning, I was like, Lo Daddy. Yes. It's fantastic. And this opening series. Yes. Like the, the credits at the beginning mm -hmm. was fantastic. Yes. Um, can't wait for that. Uh, let's see here. What else? Um, these we've already seen. We've already seen some of these are like ones they're announcing. The uh, Fox is bringing back the Flintstones. Uh, Elizabeth Banks is executive producer. And starring in the new Flintstones update called Bedrock. Is this a live action or is it a cartoon? I think it's a cartoon because it says that she has the voice of grown-up Pebbles Flintstone, who's now working on her own career as her dad <laughs> is nearing retirement. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't read Seriously? that before I before I announced it. Do they still live in the Stone Age? <laughs> I don't know. Where's Bam Bam? Apparently, <laughs> Bam Bam. Fred is about to retire and Pebbles is working on her own career. <laughs> oh my gosh. And it's in development. Like, oh my gosh. Is that needed? Moving on. Early development is in the works for Allie McBeal revival. I loved Allie McBeal. I did Especially too. I actually was junior I wonder if I can go and find that somewhere and rewatch it. Cause that's, I haven't seen that in 
That was amazing. That was good. So it says TV line reports that a revival of the nineties legal dramedy, Allie McBeal is in early stages of development with Callista Flockhart returning as Allie. Okay. Uh, David Kelly created the show, but has previously said that the series, if the series were to return, a woman would need to take the helm. So I guess he's not going to be creating this show, but it looks like somebody else has taken over. I would love for another Robert Downey Jr. arc. That was my favorite arc of Ally McBeal. I can still hear him singing on the stage. Ugh. I I just got chills. Like I totally almost forgot about that until yes. you just said that. That's amazing. I'm gonna have to go back and listen to that song. I forget what the name of it is, but I know it have River in it. But I'm I'm here for it. I'm here for it. If you can get me a remake of him singing and then get me a remake of my so-called life and Jordan Catalano singing. Yeah. I would be a happy, happy girl. Did you watch my so-called life? I did. Yeah. The the whole one season of it. Yes. Yes. Isn't that strange? Like I feel like that show had like a really big impact on a lot of things and a lot of people. I think it'd be okay. I think it was maybe ahead of its time. Agreed. I think a lot of people like today, if it was released in the 2000s, yeah, yeah. I totally think. I think people are looking at it now like, oh, who are these edgy, weird people? <laughs> like, you know, because uh, it was still yeah. back in the day of jocks and, you know, it was like, oh, and then there's this other group of kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the awkward kids. Right. <laughs> yeah. But they were like so emotional. Not they were. in like no. a that way they were just straight up emotional. Like she was struggling with things yes. and it was really, I guess it was so real to someone our age because at that time, like we were that age, Yeah, you know, and your first crush who, you know, was like a real deal crush, not like a teen heartthrob, like on TV, but like someone you every day saw and were just convinced you were in love with. Right. <laughs> that is yeah, and Jordan Catalano so. was. Oh, he Jordan Catalano was. Oh my gosh, it was. He was beautiful. Was. I mean, yeah, yeah. and so quiet. He was like he was mysterious, so edgy and cool, right? Yeah. And then whatever the friend's name was, I don't remember what her name was. I can but see her, she, but I don't know what her name was. Yeah, yeah. When she like had that drug spell where she got up on stage and sang, um, "I want to be sedated." Yes. 2020, 20, 25. Yeah. That's how I learned like, that song. <laughs> me too. That's what I'm saying. I still think of that scene when I hear that song anytime yeah. now. Um, oh I man, think that older was... adults just weren't ready to know that there were actually teenagers out there exactly like that, doing the things and struggling with the things that those kids were. They Agreed. were still in the, oh, everybody's happy. Yes, mm-hmm. they go to parties, but my kid's an angel. And But yeah, yeah. I think if that was released on a streaming service, today yes it would have multiple seasons i i think so too that that absolutely makes sense um gosh i get all like chilly we have when the I music to go back and listen to now definitely i would like to um i'd like to see where i could find and watch that too thank goodness for things like hulu and paramount plus now and all because those are that's where I can watch all this stuff, I guess. I don't know. I want to go look it up. Sounds good to me. Um, 
Yeah. So those are kind of some of the reboots that I'm hearing about, whether or not they all go through, I don't know. And whether or not I want to watch the Flintstones or Sesame Street again, I'm not sure. But like I said, that's at the bottom of the list. Like if my kids want to watch it, we'll, we'll give it a try. Well, you know, like I was telling you earlier, YouTube TV is what I use um, for television now. And it's got unlimited recording stuff. I'll set it all to record. I'll give it a little bit of time, watch it. And if I don't like it, then I delete it. But still, like I can set it to record. It's, there's no limit. No yeah. skin off my back. Um, so I'll be on the lookout for that. Well, I just think all this proves that TV, back when we were watching it and are younger, so much better. Than what I have. mean, it was, we had like some amazing stuff. Like I miss opening credit songs. Yes. I miss, I miss like legit theme songs, you know, that like when you- I can't, I'm not with the, as soon as it turns eight or eight or one, the show's already like, if I get there at eight Oh three, I've missed like the whole thing about what the show's about yeah. because the first one to two minutes is reserved for the song. I A hear the song, song. I know, let me get my drink. Let me get my popcorn or snack. Yes. And then I can settle in. Yep. We've got nope. some time. I yeah, miss it. it- um, bring back theme songs. <laughs> bring back all 90s culture. Like, let's normalize <laughs> 90s culture. It's totally fine. Um, so, yeah. So, those were my 90s topics of the day. But I do have to wrap up with a special 90s edition of this or that. Yay. Haven't played it in a while. But you ready? I'm ready. Charmed or Buffy? Ooh. Mmm. Mmm. It's a hard we're one. Obviously, talking about the television show. Oh yeah. Oh, we're talking. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because Buffy. I forgot there was even a movie with Buffy. <laughs> the movie Buffy is a different level. It is different. For me. It's different. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with. Oh, it's hard. I'm gonna go with Buffy. Mm. Only because I liked the Charmed with Shannon Doherty. I right. thought those were the best years. And then it kind of got weird. Agreed. Early Charmed, my favorite. Yes. yes. Okay. Loved All the early Buffy. Charmed. Yeah. All of Buffy, good. I am a Buffy movie fan, not Buffy series fan. The movie's good as well. I like the movie. Can't go so wrong with Luke you, Perry. Yeah. Luke Perry, right? There's a That's a bonus right there. The movie was a comedy. Know? The TV show wasn't. So, I Agreed. mean, that's... Agreed. Yeah. There's a little silliness to the movie. I feel like I think Buffy was a little dark for me on television. It was dark. It was. Yeah. Um, do you remember that part? Was it David Arquette that played Luke Perry's friend that got all. I think um, so. He played in right. it. And, and at one point, Luke Perry's in his room that he lived in like a top story or something. And David Arquette's like came floating up beside him and was like, let me in, man, let me in. Yes. So I heard a um, podcast the other day. Did you know that David Arquette owns the right to Bozo the Clown? What? No. I know. Why? It was an interview with David Arquette and he grew up like wanting to be a clown and he learned clown stuff or something like that you know like he wanted to be a clown and then he got introduced to 
you know, Willard Scott was the first Bozo the Clown. I didn't know that either. Girl, I am here for you today. I got you. Listen, he was the first Bozo the Clown. And then it was supposed to be like a good clown, right? You know, and then, of course, it had to come along and ruin everything for everybody with Pennywise. So when David Arquette got older, he bought all the rights to Bozo the Clown. And people had pretty much shunned off Bozo because of like the kind of, you know, bad connotations with clowns. Right. And so apparently he's like in the works of trying to start back up like a Bozo school, like a clown school and stuff and trying to kind of normalize, bring back, bring back clowns. Yeah. So that's your fun fact for the day. David Arquette owns all the rights to Bozo the clown. Okay. Um, this one, it, 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 I think it's a pretty obvious answer, but there's a reason for it. So, clueless or pretty woman? <sighs> clueless. Shut up, I'm pretty woman. Yeah. I think, I think that, and they're kind of a little different, you know, like one's in high school, one's, you know, a prostitute, but. I think that the whole um, them not being like who they truly are, maybe or something was that kind Mm -hmm. of whole, the reason I felt like they could maybe be connected. I don't know. They each ended up with the normal lifestyle in the end. Um, I think we've asked this one before, but we'll ask it again because it's proper nineties in sync or backstreet boys in sync, in sync all the way. hundred percent. Lion King or Toy Story? Lion King. Originals. Yes. Yes, Lion Lion King. King. Gotcha. It's a tough one. I cry in both of them. Oh, yeah. Um, I think Lion King. I enjoy the music in Lion King. Me too. Me too. I think, I think Lion King is a little more like cinematic, like, um, deep, right? I guess the struggle and all this stuff, but Mm -hmm. the Toy Story concept has always been so brilliant to me. Oh, it's brilliant. Yeah. The whole idea that toys come to life whenever you leave the room, right? Yeah. Who ever thought about that? Yes. I agree. I've enjoyed the Toy Story movies. Like I've watched all of them. And cried in every one. And cried in every single one. I, think, I can remember going to see like the last one, and Wes and I like took the girls. I mean, like at the end of the movie, we're kind of looking over at each other, and they were like, both of us are like, God, I got dusty in here and stuff. I saw it a few weeks ago, and I knew it was coming, and like, <laughs> doesn't <laughs> matter. Like, like I'm somehow like, maybe they'll change their mind. <laughs> I, just, I get to invest, like, I'm the same way with the Lion King, though. Like, Scar, every time he comes on the, on the screen, like, I get this feeling in me, like, oh, I can't. Me too. <laughs> the I'm like, I get too upset with these things. And my daughter likes at me, and she's like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, <laughs> I know, I know. And what was it? I think it was the third is either the second or the third Toy Story where they're they're getting ready to go down the chopper in the trash bin. 
Yes. It's and like I, that was extreme. Like that was like like someone's gonna die. I thought that was it. Yes. <laughs> and they're and they're the slow music starts in the slow motion and they're looking at each other. I was like, but this because they, they all this they ends. all know they're trying to like stay up and then they just hold hands. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like Mary Margaret. <laughs> I need a minute. Like what Look, I don't know what's worse, that or the last, the ending, like the movie finale of it. Like, no. look, I had a hard time when they got a new owner. Like, that was extremely when, <laughs> when, when Andy's name is whited out on the boot, like. Yeah. Like, that is still Andy's doll. What are you doing? Oh, my gosh. Okay. I can't even find where I was. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I'm ready. VHS or CD? Oh. Which sparks more joy in you? Uh, VHS because I know that they're older memories. And it's going to be fun to look back. So I would go with VHS. Me too. I love a VHS. I have a whole lot of them. We do too. (laughs) I can't get, I can't bring myself to get rid of some of them. And every time we move, Wes is like, "Mm, here's that box of VHS tapes. They don't come out of the box. It's just a box. My husband's the same. He's like, why? Why? It's a little peace of mind. It's a little warm in my heart. You know, I just. My singing is on there. My cheerleading competitions are on there. The 1984 gymnastics finals are on there. Yes. Mary Lou Retton is on these things. We cannot get got so it. much recorded on there. It's, I just, yeah. I mean, I don't even have a VHS player to play them on. Oh, yeah, no. I probably have Pretty Woman or one of some of these movies on VHS. I do. But I won't watch them because I can stream them, but. I know. You're not getting rid of it. But I know and that I, love I have it. I don't know what I've recorded over so I get like half a thing (laughs) then I get another half of something else well like I can remember our family sitting down to watch a movie that we had seen you know in the listings in the paper that was coming on HBO Uh and remember it's coming on so you have to like you have to get ready yeah (laughs) be there for it right you know and we would record it on the VHS so that you because yes. it was if it was something you knew you loved right or you were gonna love and I had like everybody sort of had their spot in the living room and like I don't know if you remember what the opening sound for HBO was I um in the little sequence that they showed I thought it was so awesome how like it starts in somebody's living room and then it backs out and you see the whole city street and then you go zooming through the city streets yes and into the Hollywood Hills and then you go inside that says HBO and you're zooming around and stuff and it's got this like cinematic music I mean it was just and it's feature <laughs> yes and it was and it comes zooming across your screen like Half of my VHS tapes have that at the beginning of it. <laughs> oh, you recorded the entire thing. Oh, you didn't just wait for the movie. We we were we were prepped and ready. Okay. Didn't know like never know what the first minute of the movie was going to be. Was it going to be one credits at the beginning or at the end? I don't know. I don't know. So <laughs> we had to start the recording right then. Um. Okay. I'm pretty proud of this one. Snapple. Or clearly Canadian. 
Oh, Snapple. Ooh, I'm clearly Canadian I all day long. I love clearly Canadian, though. That burn, is there's nothing like that burn of the clearly there's Canadian going Nothing down. like that glass jar sending that super fizz down your throat. And it's like, I think it was like Blackberry or something was Blackberry. my favorite. Oh my gosh. And it was just, it was, it was, it was magical, right? Because recently, you know, they're back out. Shut your mouth. They are. Where? I saw them. Don't tell me some East Coast grocery store. Like don't build up my hopes and dreams. No, I think it was like in North Carolina that I saw it. (sighs) I'm going to have to get some and let your parents know. I might have to look it up. Best be out here. I'm close to Lowe's. I don't, whatever. I'm going to look and see if they have them here. Are they still in glass bottles? Are they individually yes. sold or is it like a gigantic? They're in oh. glass bottles and they are individually sold. See, I, I like that. Snapple, but I only like Snapple Apple. Yeah, I like Snapple Kiwi Strawberry. Okay. My husband likes that one. Yeah. But I, but I just, <laughs> Moose, our, our producer Moose, as you all know, is chiming in. Uh, part for the course says that Hickory, uh, North Carolina does sell clearly Canadian. Thank you for rubbing that in. And he is Blackberry for life. I hear you, Moose. Same here. Um, I love clearly Canadian. It nothing made me feel fancier at the same time as being kind of cool. Yes. And it had flavor, but no color. Like it was better than any of the water drink. And, and it burned going down, but you didn't care. You're care. probably burning your esophagus. I can actually yeah. taste it. I can I can remember the taste of it when it was warm because like we wouldn't have gotten them home to the fridge yet. And you just needed one. And I just needed one. I can still taste that and I'm okay with it. Oh. I have to get you some clearly Canadians. About to start researching my grocery stores. Um, Fresh Prince or Saved by the Bell? Fresh Prince. Same. Dawson or Pacey? Pacey. Me too. God, I love Pacey. <laughs> I didn't even have to think about that one. I was so happy when it ended that way. <laughs> I love Pacey. Oh, he's the best. Home Alone or Parent Trap? Lindsay Lohan. Home right? Alone. Home Alone. Me too. It's held the test of time. Yeah. We used to watch it like every holiday. Like, throughout the year. My kids love Home Alone. Yeah. Whitney or Mariah? Whitney. I'm Whitney too, but I But I do enjoy Mariah, but Whitney. I enjoy 90s Mariah. Okay, that's fair. That's the Mariah I love. I love 80s Whitney and 90s Mariah. Fair. I get that. Macarena or Boot Scoot and Boogie? <laughs> Neither. Please, you got to oh have one. Gosh, you know you know it. You know, I know, you it. know. <laughs> oh, I'm just gonna say the boot scoot and boogie because it's more fun to boogie because it's more fun to do. It the is song more is fun, fun to do. I, and I would have chosen, but I, I am choosing scoot and boogie as well. And that '90s tidbit, I will not be passing on to my daughter. <laughs> Last but not least, Jordan Catalano or Jordan Catalano? Which one? Jordan Catalano. Okay, good. 
That's the only answer. Okay. Like, uh. I couldn't find anybody to compare them to. Because <laughs> there is no one that compares to Jordan Catalano. God. Like, if, if that. that was like, if he was a real life person, I mean, which obviously the person who plays Jordan Catalano is a real life Jared person. Is a real he, person. Have, he didn't convince me that he has fingers or scissors for fingers, but I understand that it is a real life person playing the character. Right. But if Jordan Catalano was an actual person that I knew, I feel like he's the type of person that I couldn't just call him Jordan. Every time I talked to him, I'd have to call him Jordan Catalano. Catalano. There's no no JC. I'm not calling you JC. I'm calling you Jordan Catalano. You're just going to have to get used to it. Right. It's it's like um, Doogie Howser. Right. I'm not calling you Doogie. Doogie. Nobody calls you Doogie. Like, it's Doogie (laughs) Howser. Doogie Howser. It's Doctor. either Doogie Hauser or Doogie Hauser MD. Like whichever <laughs> one of the, one of those. But if I'm your friend Jordan, or even if I'm not, like people like you know Jordan, no, but I know no. Jordan Catalano. <laughs> Jordan Catalano. Isn't that funny that there's some people that have that like idea with it? Like I feel like there's like normal people too, like friends in my life that like I still refer to them only as a certain like yeah. full name or something. Yeah. Alyssa Milano is no. the same way. I, she's not Alyssa. She's not an Alyssa. She's an Alyssa Milano. 100%. I love it. Yeah. All right. Well, people just have those fun names. I mean, and I'm just going to have to call you by the full given name, the name that you were given. Yes. Agreed. Well, I hope you have enjoyed this track down memory lane here of some of our 90s favorites and sounds like some of them are coming back into our lives we can cross our fingers and hope so um i'm gonna go roll my pants now so i can have the ankle the the tight ankle can i go teach my daughter how to do that you know mine already knows (laughs) and recently during summer shopping she bought some shorts that she refers to as her 90s shorts and it's all because they're like baggy acid acid washed with like a ruffle at the top or something you know like i'm like charlotte we weren't we weren't (laughs) lame back then like i mean it was just we wore normal clothes you know and (laughs) she'll put on this like really weird outfit not weird but like she'll put on outfit that just I'm kind of like, why are you wearing that? <laughs> She'll be like, this totally looks like something you would wear, right? Right? When you were in high school. And I'm no. like, no, it does not. Like, it. <laughs> go look where at my think, Where do you think I grew up? <laughs> Did you think we didn't have stores and we just grabbed whatever we could? And <laughs> oh, look, here's, a shirt. here's a pair of pants. I'm good. I'm like, they didn't sell whatever you were wearing at the Belks. Okay. <laughs> At the pennies. I didn't buy mine online. I actually had to walk into a store, take it to a register, and buy it. And if they didn't have my size, oh well, they're not shipping <laughs> it to my later. You know, my mom had to stand there with me the whole time, too. So this is how it works. <laughs> well, I am going to continue on, hopefully, educating her on the biggest and best rules of the 90s and introduce her to the best TV shows. Um, and movies as I can. We've conquered a lot of the 80s. Uh, we'll move on to the 90s now. So wish me luck on that. But that's all I got for you today. What well, was a fun one? It was fun. It is fun. It's always fun to talk about 
happy things and stuff like that. So for all of you that are listening, I hope you enjoyed our little memory bank there of the 90s and uh, would love to know what you think about some of these reboots coming our way and some of the things that we discussed today or what you would like to hear about in the future. If you want to reach out to us, you can always find us on Instagram or on the Mesh page on Facebook and Instagram as well. You can shoot us an email at info at the mesh.tv and we'll leave it anonymous if you want to tell us what you really think or we will apologize and move on and do better next time. But thank you for listening. Please go check out the rest of our shows over on the mesh.tv. Go listen to some chit chat and enjoy some, some cozy entertainment news. Um, and, and just come back next month. We're going to be here. Jeanette, we will be talking to you in July. Um, hopefully stay cool over there on your coast. I know it's been a little bit of a hot one. It's been a hot one, but yeah. I'm inside. I'm not going anywhere. (laughs) Stay cool. Stay in the air conditioning. Um, As the kids are saying now, hags. (laughs) Hags right back at (laughs) you. All right, everybody. We'll catch on the foot. You've been listening to The Mesh an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.